This podcast is all about learning more about ourselves by learning more about God. Each season, we will explore topics that will make a difference in our life. Ultimately, we want to point others to the one who saves Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us that we are to love God and love others. So let us be part of your journey of loving to make a difference in our culture. Together, we can revitalize kindness. You know, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, um, and I want to share this quote with you. He said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Those who are not looking for happiness are the most likely to find it because those who are searching forget that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. And welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is uh, episode one. This is called The Great Divide. And so tonight, again, we're going to we're going to kind of start uh, not by defining what biblical kindness is. However, I think it's important that we just kind of look at where we're at in our culture just to kind of understand that and understand how that affects kindness in our, in our world. Because, um, again, remember, when God changes us, we should be able to go and affect kindness in our world or at least in our circles. Right. Um, but let's just kind of look at where we are, because I think it's interesting um, and where it usually I mean, look, it's. Paul, when he wrote in Scripture, the the especially the epistles, uh, the letters to uh, to the church or to some most time churches, sometimes to individuals, often one of the things that was talked about was division, right? Yeah. And so I I think it's important to think about that first because I think a lot of division causes bitterness, it causes anger towards one another, and it can cause people to uh, become enemies. And although God would have us love our enemies, uh, we're not in a, in a perfect world. So there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of hate and, to, you know, uh, for each other. So I wanted to look at just a few areas that I think we see a lot of division in our world. And then I want us to see what the Bible says about division as it warns us. And I think we can take those warnings and apply those to our, our current situation. All right. Does that sound fair? Yeah, no, I think that sounds perfectly fair. And um, and I think it's good to take stock and assess where we are, um, but also see how, you know, where we should be, where God wants us to be. Yeah, I'm one of those types of people that uh, when they walk into a room, I, I, I look at my surroundings and some people just dive in and just start talking right away, but I'm very careful. <laughs> I'm, I'm strange maybe, but I'm very almost methodic about coming in and talking and figuring out where people are, you know, sitting, standing, where their conversations are and where, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I think about it too much, but, and that was when we weren't uh, socially like divided because, you know, now I work from home, so I don't, I don't get to do that as much. Um, can't do that on zoom meetings as much as you could if you were walking in a room strange world we live in right well it depends on how big the zoom meeting is <laughs> right yeah it's true 
because you can go like flip through the pages and i've done that i'm that dude that flips through the yeah. page. who's yeah. all here who do i not know uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so there's three there's three areas i want to discuss not that these are the only three areas that we may see divide in our country or in our culture um so one thing i think is uh obviously over the last especially the last four six years four six years or so we see a big polarization politically especially mm-hmm. polarized in a lot of areas but for political issues and and political opponents or whatnot we have been very divided and so we see and polarization just and this is the way i wanted a dictionary uh defined it division or excuse me it is division into two sharply contrasting groups or sets of opinions or beliefs all right and so i think that's one area um another area is the word woke has become very popular you got all these words we i think we talked about that in one episode we were talking to brian the other day um on his podcast and he was talking about you got all these whether these hot button words or whatever he called it but you've got these words like woke is one of those words that we hear a lot um some people may say we're woke nation or woke culture or wokeness however here's the way that i think it's wikipedia here's how they describe woke um and it is said they say it's an english adjective meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination that originated in African-American vernacular English or AAVE beginning in the 2010s. It came to encompass a broader awareness of social inequalities such as sexism and has also been used as shorthand for American left ideas involving identity politics and social justice, such as the notion of white privilege and um, slavery reparations for African-Americans. And who hasn't been on YouTube or somewhere like social media and seen an argument about one of those things, right? Especially over the last, I'd say, I don't know. I mean, probably prior to this, but for some reason from 2020 on, I think, I don't know why, maybe it's because we were, secluded from one another and maybe I was on social media more, but I just began to recognize or see more conversations around um, a lot of quote unquote woke ideas. Um, And so, but there's a big divide in that realm as well. Cause you got, of course, anytime you got two different sides to anything, there's a divide, right? Yeah. And like I told you, um, I think that that's a fair, uh, description. And I read, and I read elsewhere that, um, you know, it's a a similar description. Um, and I'm trying to remember where I read it from, but, but, uh, it basically said this term, this measure, this term that, you know, a measurable state of awareness about what's happening in the world, um, started off with good intentions. Mm -hmm. One article I read, but, in many cases ha- is being used in, in some cases being used differently now, um, yeah. which might also contribute to the divide that we're talking about. Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's uh, been a lot of things called out and you're right. I think a lot of it had great intentions 
in the beginnings. But I think with anything, it just, you know, because we we live, we're in a sinful world and, you know, there's only one that is incorruptible and that's Jesus Christ and all us other folk, uh, humans, we are corruptible. So everything can be corrupted and uh, politics in particular, right? So we, oh, we're yeah. talking about the political divide and, and, and those polar are the polarization there mm -hmm. and that that's it because one side thinks the other is so corrupt and then but you know vice versa so which one is right and and um we're not going to answer that tonight we're not no <laughs> if you, if i'm you not going to podcast try. for that yeah no nope. not not we're not going to do that we're not going to not going to be able to resolve this uh and uh let's see what was the other thing oh yeah and one more area uh humanistic or humanism uh, and let me explain what that is in case you you don't know uh here's one definition anyway from again this is from wikipedia uh our trusted source right um uh, anyway humanism is a philosophical stance that emphasizes the individual and social potential and agency of human beings it considers human beings the starting point for serious moral and philosophical inquiry. All right. So yeah. that is just, you know, and I kind of think of that if you know, we've talked about it and especially last season, um, we talked about a biblical worldview versus a, like a secular worldview yeah. or looking through a biblical lens. So like they said, the starting point is man or humans, Right. But in a biblical worldview, the starting view is the Bible, what God says. So there's that difference. And so humanistic or humanism really is a pursuit. And a lot of people even call it a religion in, its, in itself. And, yeah, I'm going to say whether I agree or disagree with that, but it's just considered a religion among itself. Um, but it, it definitely points away from God. Um and so that is another place where I think we find a big divide because, and a lot of people will disagree on this point as well, but, you know, the beginnings of our nation we definitely had a lot of godly men and women that were part of the, uh, of the, uh, what do you call it? The reformation, the reformation period in uh, the 1500s. And that historically led to, uh, groups like the pilgrims that come to the nation, our nation now. Um, and so you have a lot of religious folks that were in the beginnings of our nation, but in a lot of our laws and morals and things of that nature that have been instituted have definitely been from God. Right. But again, um, I think the humanistic stuff, I forget when it really started to get the, the gain way, uh, but it definitely took us away from thinking of God and wanted to take God out of so many things. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we can, and you know, we can see God and religion all in the formation of this, of this country. Uh, in fact, that's why people left England for religious freedom. Right. Um, but there are people today speaking of division there are people today who don't believe that, you know, mention, mentioning God on our money should mm -hmm. happen. And that, um, you know, there, some people believe that there should be more of a split 
between so-called church and state. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just part of the divide. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so going back to the, um, the, 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 uh, politics stuff, uh, I, I grabbed this, this is, um, an article from gotquestions.org. I'm just going to read you this. Oh, this was interesting. It said one of Satan's grandest deceptions is that we can rest our hope for cultural morality and godly living in politicians and government officials. A nation's hope for change is not to be found in any country's ruling class. The church has made a mistake if it thinks that it is the job of politicians to defend, to advance, and to guard biblical truths and Christian values. Because I think a lot of times we we do we do look for them and we or we talk about certain politicians that aren't following you know, biblical standards, this, that, and the other, or we're getting away from the Bible and it's this party or this class that's doing this, yada, yada, yada. But it really isn't up to the government to hold those values necessarily. Now, of course, there's a lot of Christian values or just morals that we would love our government, of course, to hold tight to. Um, However, it's, it's, that's not their job necessarily, but thought that was interesting because I think sometimes we do we put a lot of put a lot of weight on what uh, a president or a congressman can do for us but I think sometimes we just we lose we lose sight we get so invested in it that then then it comes politically charged and then we get to and uh, these discussions right so anyway I thought that was an interesting take on it yeah, no, it is an interesting take. I, I think that there are many people who believe that in, you know, that, that their leaders should create the laws that they, the people want to see. And when leadership either doesn't uh, agree with the kind of laws that the, that the, these people that I'm talking about want, then of course, you know, they are very angry with those particular leaders, because again, I think, I think they believe we get the right people in office and we're going to change all the laws, uh, the way we want it. And maybe that's right. even a, maybe that's even a Christian way, but I agree with you, Dave, it, I, it's not, they have way too many more things to think about. I mean, it's, it's the yeah. church should be taking bigger, uh, roles and, and we hear our church leaders say this, you know, number one, we are the church. We should be the church. We should be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the church should take a more active role in the community. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. even in, and in this, in the community cities and States, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to look to my federal leaders for anything that I myself can't try to make happen here at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we, we definitely need to get more involved in the community. It, and a lot of churches are, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of churches sitting on the hill or down the street that, that aren't, you know, they are not, um, they're internally focused as long as they can keep the doors open, coffee in the machine and, uh, pay the pastor, it, you know, and I, unfortunately, and I'm not, you know, and I'm bad mouthing these churches I just want to understand that, you know, I think we're here for here more, and just to keep the doors open, um, you know, we have this thing at work where our boss is always saying, you know, just as long as we can keep the lights on, that's what I want you to do. I want you to do these things to keep the lights on things. Right. So when we have like a lot going on, he's like, all right, we've got, 
minimal staff this week. Let's just keep the lights on. Well, I think sometimes churches take that mentality that just sitting back and they're just keeping the lights on Mm. and it's dangerous. It's dangerous because God doesn't command us to do that. Right. Mm. Uh, If we literally look at scripture, I mean, we we should be serving others, being a servant, uh, feeding the hungry. And we do that. And certainly we do. We're definitely not saying that those kinds of things don't happen. It's just that there are a lot of God's body, the church that are sitting within their four walls. And um, again, just keeping uh, crackers and coffee, uh, you know, um, <laughs> in, in the church. So, which is funny. Anyway, <laughs> maybe cracker. I don't know. Fish, I don't know. Goldfish, whatever they eat. Um, remember, goldfish was a staple at my old church. That's the reason I think I, I said that. Uh, (laughs) that could have been taken wrong i don't know anyway so (laughs) let's see all right so and thinking about woke here's another thing that i I read from uh gotquestions.org we should be woke to to love to the love of god for our family in christ anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness uh they do not know where they are going because the darkness is blind to them. First John two eleven. Uh, we should be woke to the light of the gospel, uh, according to Second Corinthians four four, and we should be woke to the fact of temptation in the world. Matthew twenty six forty one. We are reconciled with God and united to Christ, um, allowing us to be truly reconciled with one another. Real change and real answers to the problems of racism and justice or other societal evils. Are found in God's word and in the peace he gives. Yes, uh-huh. And so again, this is why they're the these yeah, churches yeah. that maybe aren't very active in our communities, we should be reaching others for the gospel of Christ. Because as Christ changes lives and changes hearts, it changes people's motives and the way that they look at each other, or just the way that they react or act towards one another. And so I think one of the biggest things that could happen that would actually change any problems that our society has is through through god and his change in us so going back to humanism let's look at that real quick again remember that's the philosophical stance that the emphasis or that emphasizes the individual and then it considers human beings the starting point all right so where did this all come from um the idea, of, and this is from gotquestions.org as well, it says the, or the ideal of secular humanism is, is mankind itself as a part of, the, of, of uncreated internal nature. Its goal is man's self-remediation or remedi- remediation rather without reference to or help from God. And so I like that definition and how could we respond to uh, secular humanism and then it says from the followers of the way which is talking about followers of christ according to acts 9 2 uh, verses 19 19 or verse 19 or chapter 19 verse 19 and in chapter 23 it says that um, for followers of the way any legitimate form of humanism must view the full realization of of human potential in the submission of the human mind and will to the mind and will of God. God desires 
or God's desire is that none should perish, but that all should repent and inherit eternal life as his children. John 3, 16, of course, and then John 1, 12. Um, and lastly, secular humanism aims to do both much less and much more. It aims to heal this world and glorify man as the author of his own progressive salvation. And in, in this respect, secular humanism is quite at ease with certain religious substitutes for God's true gospel. So as we share God's word and we look at our world, um, you know, and we see the, the big divide, we see all the problems, all the social ills, and we have, we have a resolution and that's in Christ. But um, humanism, what that does is it divides um, us from a more or less religious standpoint, a lot of people consider humanism as sort of a religion in itself because the worship of self. Uh, but, but, you know, of course, God in our, our, our faith, Christianity is putting ourself to the side and it is to glorify God and all that he does. And he is going to take care of us. So, yeah, I mean, it's very clear. It's very clearly stated. And Jesus said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And if we try to celebrate ourselves, we're making us first, but in Jesus's kingdom, then we will be last. So, um, you know, we need to understand that the idea of being a servant glorifies God and being a servant will not that, not that we do it to be elevated or to, that we do it to glorify ourselves, However, when we do follow God's will, and that is to serve and be a servant, we will be, you know, we actually will lift up. Absolutely. I mean, um, wow. I mean, it's to serve. And we were talking about servant leadership the other day, me and you, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and that's something that it's, it's, it's tough for people to to do that. I, I heard that there's some things on the rise that counteract kindness or, and one of those things is, uh, you know, nar narcissism and I don't know everything about it, but I just know, again, that's sort of, you know, it's, it's, um, it's self-related. So it's, again, yeah. it's, you know, we're, we're thinking inwardly and, and it, they call it a mental illness. And so, it just it's kind of interesting if you read about those things like that, that mental ill, especially, I mean, well, according to our doctors and everything, that mental illnesses are being created. See, it, it would seem part of it because they said, well, we really don't know where it all comes from, but it could come from so many different th what you know things from the history of the, the patient, of genetics of the patient. And just things that they've been through and the way that they've lived and the way that their parents were and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So it seems like the way that we live in, the, in this culture is creating so many different types of mental illness. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe that's one of them. And there's probably many, many others. And I know me mental illness is on the another thing a lot of people are thinking about because we keep seeing um, all these sad situations where you've got churches. um, not churches. Well, churches too, but a lot of schools are just being shot up. Uh, recent ones were like that. I think there was a situation at Walmart recently where a gentleman came in and shot uh, several 
and killed uh, several of his, I think, ex-employees yeah. or employees uh, and uh, people that he knew. So just a lot of sick, sick people. Um, and, you know, we have talked about in the past, just speaking of kind of the sickness in, in the world, in our, in our culture, you know, we talked a little bit about last season about the uh, Satanic Temple, is, which is an organization that was creating or like trying to push uh, after school clubs, uh, Satan clubs rather, in yeah. it's an after school Satan club. And they continue to do that. I actually seen, I thought about you the other day because I seen another article where there was another one. Uh, <laughs> And, and so we, we keep, we keep, we're getting, uh, and a lot of people are on their guard anymore because of that, because we've got, um, you know, all of the, all of the, uh, you know, especially when we're Christians, we're, we're thinking about all these the evil elements out there, including like a satanic club. And there's, I got to confess too. So I was going to, I was going to tell you the story earlier uh, so let me share it with you now, Val, share it with everybody. As a matter of fact, and I got to confess that I'm a little, sometimes I'm a little on the edge too, because of all of the just craziness in our world, all the different divisions, which kind of like, I don't know if it's creating a, a, a certain uh, mentality uh, for myself, but I saw, and a lot of people were talking about on social media recently, the, the Santa Claus movies with uh, starring Tim Allen now have a series on Disney plus. And so now what they're going to do, they're going to, I think they're going to, uh, if I'm not mistaken on Wednesdays, every Wednesday until Christmas, I think it started on around Thanksgiving. They're going to put out a new episode until Christmas, um, the Christmas week, I, I suppose. And it's the, the series is supposed to fill in a lot of the backstory for Santa Claus. Now this is, Tim Allen's been Santa Claus now for 30 years in this, in this series. Um, and he's about ready. He's ready to retire. And there's one scene in particular in episode three, um, where Santa Claus is in the hallway of their home at the North pole. And they, the elves are singing and dancing and they've got these little cue cards that they're holding that have letters on it. And they're dancing and the letters are getting mixed up, but then they all, have, go into a formation and the when they get formed hold their letters up to santa it says we love you satan <laughs> so but they misspell santa mm -hmm. and it says we love you satan and and santa claus quickly tim allen playing santa claus quickly create uh corrects them and then they mix the letters uh remix the letters to say santa so, but a lot of people were taking that as, oh, here goes woke, and there goes that word again. But here goes woke Disney Plus, and they're pushing Satan. And I have to admit, when I first saw it, I was like, I was a little on edge too about it, simply because you know I know about the Satanic Temple clubs that seem to be uh, geared towards our children. We do have entities like Disney Plus, and they're not the only one. I hate to pick on them, but there's a lot of entities out there, though, that that do uh, seem to be um, geared or focusing on our children. There's another one. I can't pronounce it. I will. Uh, I think it's spelled B-A-L-L-E-N-C-I-G-A, Balenciaga. Oh, I just talked about that. Uh huh. Balenciaga. What is it? 
uh, well, see now I had it on the tip of my <laughs> tongue and now that you said it, uh, <laughs> hold on. I gotta, I gotta look it up. I gotta look Go at ahead. it. It's, it's Italian. It's Italian fashion. Right. Um, Balenciaga, Balenciaga. There you go. Uh, yeah, I just talked about that today in my ethics class. We did okay. a presentation and some young lady presented the fact that they had this ad campaign where children were holding, and I just saw it today, children were holding up teddy bears and the teddy bears were dressed in bondage type clothing. Right. That's, a, that's a real thing. I, I saw it today. Um, and they were talking about how they were blaming each other, whose idea was it? And somebody was suing somebody. And then the report, the, the photographer said, well, no, it wasn't me. You know, they told me to do this. And so again, there's some confusion there. And then of course they turned to the spokesperson for everything. It seems Kim Kardashian, who actually has a partnership with, with Balenciaga. And yeah, it was, it mm. was quite a thing. It just brings back to, so who who was in the room who thought that was a good idea and that's that you know <laughs> that's it, yeah yeah i mean who in the room said i mean now they're trying to be provocative i get that but teddy bears so not just teddy bears wearing leather and and bondage type clothing but children holding the teddy bears the children the children were dressed in okay clothes but they were holding the teddy bears and right. yeah that just that takes it to another level and people were outraged and and they they probably should be it, it, yeah I, I mean i think so i mean there was uh one of my people at work was telling me about it today and that's where i heard about it and uh so it's funny we had a conversation just today both of us and about the particular subject and they said look up do you know what panda eyes are do you know did y'all talk about panda eyes we did not talk about panda eyes okay so that was part of the part of the discussion with with the with this group of advertisers and i think one of the stuffed animals had what looked like panda eyes and according to uh i think it's urban dictionary Panda eyes is a common uh, pedophile slang term used for child's, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's the word? Sodomity? Or I can't think of the word. Oh, um, I think I know what you're, what you're trying to say. But hold <laughs> it, on. Well, they abbreviated here, so I don't actually have the word in front of me. It's interesting because I was trying to find what the okay. word yeah, let me uh, let me just look that up real quick. Yeah, because <laughs> I had please. I had not I had not heard that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find where they have it in. Oh, well, they still got it. They don't put the whole word in there. They actually put s asterisk d o m y. They don't. Like, oh, oh, are you referring to sodomy? Sodomy. There you go. Oh, I don't okay. know why they're not putting the whole word in there. So oh, that, okay. that threw me. Away. They didn't even put the whole word. Pedia, pedophile uh pedophile wow. in there they wow. put p yeah. asterisk d-o-p-h-i-l-e so anyway yeah yeah so they they said that it's, it's it's a term that is used for child's uh that word yeah so very very disturbing nonetheless yeah that uh, is disturbing and I again had, i had not heard that another situation that just seems kind of like geared towards our, our our children and so so yeah, I think a lot of a lot of folk, including myself, and but I have to say though, 
you know, we're a little on the edge. I was a little on the edge when I first heard the, the whole story about Disney plus and we, we love you Satan with Santa Claus series. But, you know, I have to say though, in defense of, of Tim Allen, I did read an article that said he really, really, and it, that, that obviously that was just a joke, by the way, in that particular. So in context, it was, it was just a joke. It was part of the scene. Uh, Santa Claus quickly changed the order for the, because the, the, apparently the, the, um, I guess the elves were known for making those kinds of arrows and that, errors. And that was kind of part of that storyline there. Um, that we missed from the quick video that a lot of people are launching. And another thing was that t- Tim Allen actually fought Disney pretty hard on making sure that good values and the fact that, that they weren't going to put something in the storyline that was going to ruin um, what Christmas is all about. So he writes about that and he pushed real hard um, before he agreed to do the FD series. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I think it is uh, going to be a decent series after all, but a lot of people now are pushing back on it after not even really uh, paying attention to the full story. Anywho, just wanted to mention that in case you've seen that in your social media feeds. Um, so it, it nonetheless, these things that we've been talking about, that cause division. So what does the Bible say about division? So let's talk about a quick couple, quick few um, Romans 16, chapter 16, verse 17 through 18 says, and this is Paul writing. He says, I, I appeal to you brothers to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. What does he say? He says, avoid them. All right. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites and by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. So Paul's talking about using discernment. And we pray, if you don't have discernment, pray for it. I mean, we all, I think, have a certain level of it, for sure. There's people who have the gift of discernment. So they're mm-hmm. extra, they have a little extra discernment than, than probably even me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you know, and I think we, we gain discernment uh, by reading God's word. And so just being aware of what God's word says, what he would have us do, what, what his commandments are, um, how his, um, well, what salvation does for us. And again, it changes us. So just those kinds of things, thinking through God's word can give us more discernment. Um, I think tight, that what you just, what you just read, I think is such a good example to show that the Bible is not some out of touch document i mean there i mean there are the same problems today they had back then differently obviously technology has changed you know today but i mean the same problems and paul is identifying the same troublemakers (laughs) paul's identifying the fact that they are not of god so i i just think that's a good example that we can learn from the bible many people think the bible is some out of date you know, old document. And, you know, true enough, there are some books that are, that are a little bit, you know, complex and perhaps difficult to understand, but then there are others that are very, very clear. Um, and that's a really good example of, of one of them. That's a great point. Um, Yvette, and I, I appreciate you saying that because yeah, you're right. A lot of people think that the Bible is irrelevant 
And that's a big objection to our faith, too. We talked about a lot of objections last season just because we were talking about being unplugged from from our faith. And sometimes the world will kind of like crowd us and 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 push ideas, certain ideologies and 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 or objections to our faith. And so that's a very dangerous area for us to be. And I think that's why Paul talked about division a lot so that we were aware. All right, look, Titus chapter three, verses nine through eleven says to avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning, hold on, let me move this. I just had something pop out here. All right, so as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. So again, a, another uh, more advice to just avoid these these people and avoid those kinds of situations. And I know a lot of Christians. I, I as a matter of fact, it's kind of funny or, or ironic, I suppose, that I am in a lot of these uh, Christian type groups in Facebook Facebook groups, Christian discussion groups, yada yada. Man, there's so much. I don't. I'm sorry to say this. I'm just gonna be blunt. There's a lot of trash in there. There's a lot of trash talking. There's a lot of people that are just not. Uh, man, they're not supporting each other. They're not actually. There's actually a Christian support group that I'm in, and there's 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 some support, but there's so many situations that is is very. I don't know. It's really concerning to me that Christian brothers and sisters are like that towards one another. They're there and they're just ready to just pick at what you say or how you feel about something. They're ready to correct you, but in a very harmful way because they, it, to make you feel stupid. And I have had to, I seriously, I've had to jump into some of those uh, conversations and, and hopefully lighten them up a little bit, but yeah, it's it's not the way that we we should be, but people get into those foolish controversies. Yeah. And I think we do that even within the church because we want to you know discuss the different doctrines and so forth, but that divides us as well. One of the big d- doctrines that a lot of people probably know about, Calvinism divides a lot of churches and and I know just speaking from my, for myself with uh, me being part of the, the Baptist organization or whatnot, there's tons of Baptist churches that are divided just because of the, that doctrine. And of course, some Presbyterian churches as well. All right. So another verse, Luke eleven seventeen says, but he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls, right? So mm-hmm. we we become weaker when we divide the house of God, and essentially, and, and we become weaker. Like if you have a family, uh, mom, dad, you know, children, whatnot, if there's just constant division, within the even just that family or maybe it's your in-laws or whatever you may you may have another type of situation it might be a situation at work i've been in plenty of those where there's division and it creates weakness within the department or within the family 
because there never can be an agreement. If you can't agree, you're not moving forward. You're usually moving each other backwards. And besides that, you're killing morale between each other because you, 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 you fight all the time or whatever the case is. Um, and a lot of people deal with that, right? That's pretty common. And again, that can happen anywhere. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Even in the church. And of course, we talked about that. People divide over the color of the carpet. It needs to be red. It needs to be blue. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's uh, very, very interesting. Uh, last one I want to read here for us today. There's so many, though. I'm getting these, by the way, from openbible.info. There's a lot. You look. Go anytime you want to know anything, just Google what the what does the Bible say about blah 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 blah, and a lot of good resources will come up for you. This is just one of them. So Jude chapter one, and that's a trick because only one chapter in, in Jude. Uh, anyway, Jude chapter one, one and only, and verses sixteen through nineteen says this. These are grumblers, uh, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loud mouth boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. And it is these who cause division, worldly people devoid of the spirit. Mm. so I, I think for me the way that sort of hits me that is definitely an encouragement to the church that we should not we really shouldn't jump on the internet and jump into all these conversations and arguments and getting into the commentaries i mean we're we're not representing christ in that there's a way to do it and represent christ for sure absolutely um, and yeah, and let me just jump in and say mm -hmm. that it, yeah, I, I know you don't mean that we shouldn't um, read our commenta commentaries and learn more. I, I know you don't mean that, right? Exactly. Uh, but it, but it's the way it's the way we present these ideas because we should all continue to learn. We should all always continue to grow mm -hmm. and try to learn more about what Christ taught us. And, um, but there's a way to, there's a way to speak to each other. Simple as that. There's just a way to be civil to each other. Um, humility is found all throughout the Bible. Uh, it's, it's just important. And yeah. sadly, sometimes we see a, a lacking in that. Well, yeah, and absolutely. And, and too, um, it's actually a, a, a great place to share Christ. Such a, such a great place. I mean, think about what it says. It starts out by saying in that verse, these are grumblers. So you got a lot of grumblers online and, and you know, yada, yada. We know this. Everybody knows this. I probably have been one once or twice, uh, but I know there's, there's plenty of that. But it says at the very last of that, it says it is these who cause division worldly people. So meaning worldly people, they're just yeah. talking about unbelievers. So it is it's a breeding ground, really, for mm -hmm. so many people that just need to hear about Christ. And you could be the one to share it with them. I know one guy that, you know, like there, I think this is on TikTok. He, he plays video games. I'm a gamer sometimes. Uh, he's a big, a big gamer, right? But his thing that he does on TikTok, very popular guy, don't know his name, but he has tons and tons of followers. 
but he'll sit around. He plays games all day with people and he shares Christ. Now I know I've been on video games and when I'm on there, people are talking junk to each other, yada, yada, yada. But he uses that as a perfect place because look, he's building a bridge with others because they have that in common. They both play games and sometimes he plays games. He's not even great at. He just goes into these different, like, I don't know. They're not rooms now, but you know, you can just, uh, the, the game will set you up with other players. And, and so he has plenty of opportunity to share. He'll just talk about God with others. He'll ask people, Hey, do you know who Jesus is? And, and literally be talking about the game, talking about the game. And all of a sudden he'll just start moving into talking about Jesus and then, you know, his story or whatever. He's interesting because he'll, he'll video the whole thing. So you kind of see that whole scenario. So yeah, we've got so much opportunity through uh, social media and our technology today to reach others for Christ. That is so awesome. And I don't know all the games that he plays, but if he can speak the truth and share Christ in the middle of a game when sometimes there is violence in games. Again, I don't know which games he's using. He's, he's shooting people. Yeah, he's, he's shooting. shooting. Yeah, he's like, okay, there you go, right? He's shooting people and sharing Christ. Oh, shooting and sharing. Okay. I love it. I mean, uh, some people might have a problem with that, but I think it's, it's, it's funny, but it's interesting because, you know, you often have heard the stories about people playing shooter games and then they go up and shoot people but he's taking that that environment and he's just totally turning it up on its head That's he's like awesome. in there shooting people in competition or whatever sharing christ and i think it's great <laughs> wow uh good for him and you know so but we can be creative we got a lot of again a lot of technology a lot of mm -hmm. ways to connect uh these days mm -hmm. so there's really no excuse to to not reach out and find somebody that needs christ so again so this episode is just really all about division, uh, the different ways our country or our culture will divide us. Uh, we need to be on the right side of that divide. We need to be with Christ and in God. And, and just look, people need hope in the world. And in a world where things are always divided, things are very dark. Mm -hmm. Things are very bleak. And we see that because we see it. Uh, what, what happens is every four years, we want to put our hope in a new man or woman that goes into office. And so, and again, we were talking about that a little bit where we don't really need to put our hope there. We need to put our hope in, in Jesus Christ, but we need to share that. So don't be the church down the street. If you have one down the street that is not, um, doesn't know the community or the community doesn't know that they're there. So yeah. That's that's a dangerous place for all of us to be because God owns that church and we are the hands and feet of Jesus. And so if we're not being uh, active in that, then, hey, the world just may stay where it is. But we want to revitalize kindness. Yes, we do. We, we would love to see the world just just change. But again, we're not going to see any type of change at all if we are complacent in where we are. Um, in terms of just being comfortable. And I mean, comfortable in terms of just, hey, I go to church, I drink my coffee, I hear a great sermon, it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. Then I go home and I live my week. Um, we need to take that word that's planted in our heart yeah. and use that for our, not only our growth, but then our, uh, just, just the knowledge. And so we can reach others for him. 
any any other thoughts? A lot was covered this episode, I know, but I just think a lot of a lot of we had to we had to, we had to reach we had to touch all these subjects. Anything else, Yvette, that you've got? Well, I'll just I'll just you know end my piece with this. I just last night went to a um, kind of a small group uh, celebration, and it reminded me and and everyone there you know was being congratulated on being a small group leader for, you know, in some regard, but it it reminded me, they reminded me how important it is for us to hold these small groups and make a way for people who are alone, who feel like they have no one to turn to, to join a group where iron sharps sharpens iron Mm. and to join a group where they can hear about Jesus and, and feel some hope. And so, you know, there's so many different kinds of small groups. I mean, there's, there's motorcycle small groups. There's just all kinds mm, of oh, small yeah. groups. Right. And so it's interesting because we've just been talking about division. There can be diverse groups that are not divided. You know, you can bring in a diverse type of people with the, all kinds of different interests into a group and love on them and, and share Christ with them. It's so important because there's people out there who, again, are lonely. They don't know what to go. Even in church, they go to church, just like you say, they hear something. They're mm. not making any kind of relationships with people. And so this, this kind of gathering of the small group leaders reminded me that's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and it's so important. There can be different kinds of people with different viewpoints, but we can gather them. Mm. We can gather them into a safe place and, um, and, and give them hope and share Christ and friendship with them. So important. Yeah, it is. A community is, is a big thing. And that's kind of one of the staples of the podcast is just thinking about community and culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll never forget the time. And it's a good movie. I suggest anybody to watch this movie uh, i think it's called to save a life and it is just about that it's about this kid who really needs people the people around him the people that should be loving him to love him but he doesn't feel that love and he ends up going into a school taking a shot in the air doesn't shoot anybody but then ends up taking his life in front of everyone mm-hmm. and it's it's a story as his best friend or at least i guess kind of used to be his best friend um, how he walks through that because he feels terrible because he kind of like forgot about his friend, this little gentleman that the movies about the one that shoots himself, he ended up, he even went into a, like a Christian, uh, community center, like a, a center, like the day before, I believe that he went into school and did this and he walked through that whole building and then came out and not one person spoke to him. So yeah, just take opportunities. Uh, there's so many mm-hmm. people that need, uh, a, a touch or a, a word from mm-hmm. you. And, uh, we don't, we, we shouldn't be afraid to do that. So together we can revitalize kindness. So I encourage each and every one of y'all to think through that. Think about the divisions that's in the world, but look, we can overcome that. Christ has overcome everything already. So we just need to follow what he would have for us. And that is one thing. And look, love others. Okay. And love others and glorify him. Okay. So that's it for this episode. We look forward to talking to you all again. 